Hello, 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 everyone. This is Thinking to Think, the critical thinking podcast where we analyze topics such as civics, history, culture, philosophy, politics, and current events through a critical thinker's lens. I am your host, the social studies educator, Michael Antonio Aponte, also known as Mr. A. Every Sunday, we will have a new episode within these topics, as well as occasional special guests and recorded lectures with my students. So please subscribe, share, listen, and let's build a critical thinking society together. I want to elaborate more on last episode, which was episode seven on morals and ethics to give you more context. And to recap, morals and ethics differ based on your culture and individualistic beliefs due to your social group in which you are part of. And the reason I want to elaborate further is because I find it very disconcerting that was once called cancel culture has transitioned into moral governing or policing in today's society and set a new president to in the last few months. And in case you didn't hear the last episode, I highly, highly, highly recommend checking it out before you continue listening to this episode because this is in the assumption that you understand the differences between morals and ethics. Now, we hear the same values of a particular group over and over in the media that evidently goes against many other moral values. And this is not uncommon in our history. And it's actually an old technique. Nazi propagandist Joseph Goebbels once said, the most brilliant propagandist technique will yield no success unless one fundamental principle is born in mind constantly. It must confine itself to a few points and repeat them over and over, unquote. This man was the architect of convincing a nation that the Jewish population was evil and the German Reich is pure good. Also, Ethics doesn't necessarily justify positive moral behaviors, and morals do not necessarily mean they are positive or good when it comes to a humanistic value. Here's a dramatic example that I've created of differences of moral principles. You are canvassing a new land that you have never been to before. The weather is hot and humid, yet beautiful. This jungle has a unique animals you have never seen. Sweat dripping into your eyes becomes a normal discomfort, but your mission is clear. You have a moral duty to spread your beliefs to the people of this land. You were sent by your leaders for this important task, and it was great honor for you. The people back home praised you and showed you love for your great wisdom and sacrifice to leave your comfortable home to spread the moral principles of your people. You are justified and therefore cannot fail. You clear a path and find a place to camp and make a small base. After much work setting camp, you lay on the soft ground, nice and cool. Finally, break from the sun. You look at the sky and feel accomplished. The first step is done. As your eyes close, 
you begin to slowly daze into a dream. The dream is beautiful. You are successful. You are on your way home with great pride because you have spread your message and your morals were accepted by strangers. People want to hear from you. Companies want to sponsor books for you to write. Success and justice is served. Suddenly, you hear footsteps. You wait to see tribesmen holding spears to your throat. They tie you up. They cannot understand the plea that you are giving them. Confused and scared, you tell them that you are here to help, but to no avail. They can't understand you. After hours of walking and pleading, you arrive in a city with massive temples. The people begin to chant. You are not the only one captured. You are forced up the stairs of this high temple and see a man dressed in what appears to be garbs of paint, feathers, and unique symbols. He is clearly in charge. He is chanting and shouting something. You can only wish you understood. They are forcing you onto this stone-like bench and tie you down. You begin to remember why you were here. You're here to help these people convert to your moral views because it is the right way. This is all wrong. And your morals are right. You begin to tell them to stop crying, screaming, and you see a knife from the man with feathers. The man with feathers raises the knife above you. You tell them, no, please, I am here to... A severe pain hits suddenly in your stomach. You get cold. Everything gets dark. You wonder, is this another dream? This story is a fictional tale that has much resemblance to history with that of the Spanish missionaries in the Mayan Empire. Spanish missionaries were morally justified to convert natives, while the Mayans were morally justified to use these outsiders as sacrifices. It is in the Maya culture that a moral tradition would be a human sacrifice for their gods because blood was viewed as valuable source of nourishment or life force for the Maya deities. In their eyes, it was the right thing to do. However, this wasn't a form of moral policing, but rather a moral principle. This conflicts with other morals that may not believe in human sacrifices. And this is a question to you that are listening. Do you find it within your moral values to rip out the intestines of another living human because your God needs it for nourishment? And I hope your answer is aligned with mine. Nevertheless, moral conflicts have led to massive wars in the past, especially wars that were based on religion. Notwithstanding, we are facing moral conflicts around the world today. We are beginning to see a new age that has manifested into policing based on moral values while disregarding the ethics behind the means of enforcing those moral principles. Moral policing, like the word moral itself, has different meanings depending on the sources you use. However, the most simplistic way to define it is when a group enforces their morals 
to others who are most likely are not in the same group. This can be based on government laws, corporate policies, or vigilante groups. Each of these form a moral policing and can and most likely does conflict with morals of other groups or minorities within the oppressing moral majority. For example, in the United States, Supreme Court decision of Jacobus versus Ohio, this is a 1964, which involved whether Ohio State could ban Lewis Mail's uh, film, The Lovers, due to a scene that was considered obscene. That was uh, the word they used. Therefore, was a violation of the First Amendment. This was a moral conflict between the First Amendment's freedom of expression and the obscene sexual scene. The Supreme Court, the highest order of the United States justice system, ruled in favor of the film, stating it was constitutionally protected. But what was striking was that the court could not define the rationale of their decision. They couldn't figure it out. With the exception of Chief Justice Earl Warren, the justices that cited the film were indecisive on exactly why they decided on their decision. However, it was the most famous statement by Associate Justice Potter Stewart that made history. I, and I'm quoting, I shall not today attempt further to define the kinds of material I understand to be embraced within that shorthand description, quote, hardcore pornography. And perhaps I could never succeed in intelligibly doing so. But I know it when I see it, and the motion picture involved in this case is not that. Unquote. This judgment was influenced based on his moral principles and his interpretations of the law. The same can be said with same-sex marriage, in which it was not allowed mostly due to moral reasons until 2015. In other words, since the creation of the United States and its constitution becoming operational in 1789, there was no rights on the federal level for same-sex couples to marry. In 1973, Roe v. Wade, the famous court case that everybody's talking about uh, today in the United States, decided that the United States Constitution protects women's liberty to have an abortion without excessive restrictions. Some states have taken it a step further and began no-term abortion limits, which means someone can have an abortion after they enter their third trimester. These topics all have moral conflicts depending on who you ask, and both cases are still argued among traditional conservatives and liberals today. But if you believe issues like these are only within the United States, you would be sadly mistaken. Many countries have severe law implications on moral issues. For example, male homosexuality is illegal and punishable in the following countries. In the Middle East, Kuwait, Egypt, 
Oman, and Syria. Moreover, it is punishable by death in Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. Many other countries have restrictions on sexuality, but regardless of your moral stance on the matter, the fact is that it is still based on morals. And if we reanalyze the Mayans' principles of morality and human sacrifice, we must ask ourselves, does your moral value supersede the moral values of others? Although these are cultural and legal in nature to its respective societies, we can see the same morality within corporations. Building moral character in the workforce is a tactic that companies use as a way to unite its workforce and build a culture within. The company may promote a quarterly or annual tradition with activities that promote unity through their moral values, whether it's health, political ideologies, lifestyles, whatever. Within the company's approved list, the organization may pay their employees for volunteer work. Of course, it must be appropriate and approved within the company's um, prior to volunteering. And finally, another form of moral unity is matching contributions to nonprofit organization that the company supports. A record of these gatherings, salaries, and donations are documented for audit purposes, but who is to say they won't use it when it comes time for your promotion? I am confident that most executives within companies will not want to promote someone that doesn't fit the company's culture. In other words, to succeed, you must conform to the moral principles of that company. I am not saying that it's wrong or right, but simply stating an honest observation. The chances of you going through the ranks of an oil company when you're an outspoken green energy enthusiast simply would not work. The same rules apply to someone working in an organization that promotes pro-choice and progressive views when your moral beliefs are towards pro-life and conservatism. And this leads me to moral policing. Major organizations have taken a verbal and financial stance on their moral principles. Due to this, employees have been alienated and terminated for not conforming to the organization's principles. This decision leaves a very big ethical question. Now we're talking about ethics. Does your moral value justify ethically the destruction of someone's financial well-being and future prospects? And like the missionaries, judges, and governments of the past, many people with power have begun policing moral principles by force or activism without them passing of any laws. This is witnessed in social media, news media, and politics. And to elaborate, many social media outlets have begun guidelines that restrict hate speech. Hate speech, however, is not necessarily defined. 
many people that are for this policy have different definitions, but still remain difficult to describe. In many ways, like Justice Stewart, they describe it as, I know it when I see it, which comes down to their moral principles. The dangers of basing laws, policies, and justification on only moral grounds is the is the possibilities that it can change over time, which may result in the opposite outcome that you originally desired. Therefore, what is right today may be wrong tomorrow. And it has happened in the past. The news media make makes a significant more revenue for emotions and nothing can bring more people together than emotions and moral principles being violated. During the protests and riots of 2020, many news outlets used rhetoric to not only promote their moral values, but condemn those that may disagree with their principles. They demonize them. The same can be said in politics, like the Catholic Crusades in the 11th century, which was promoted by Pope Urban II, who claimed that it is not a sin to kill non-Christians and that capturing the Holy Land will guarantee your forgiveness for all your sins. If you push your moral principles to others, you are not only right, but justified. Congress people and those running the Democratic ticket, um, not just the presidency, but also uh, within the Senate and Congress, um, in the House of Representatives, use moral principles during their debates. Many use different forms of rhetoric to express how their moral principle was not only logical, but ethical. Some promoted the riots and violence to continue because it was a moral duty. They, like Pope Urban II, created a justification for people with similar moral principles to attack others and destroy approximately, and this is as of early October, $1.4 billion in loss. And for many insurance companies, this will result in increased premiums for all other insurance holders. While many people cannot afford the current cost of insurance to begin with. And this trickle effect is not uncommon. Just how historians believe the Crusades were the catalyst to the wars in the Middle East. And I want to like digress just for a moment and explain insurance. Um, basically, how an insurance company is rated is based on the amount they have in the pool of funds from premiums for what you what the insurance holders pay monthly. And when someone makes a claim, they take out of that pool of money. And that's why when you like when we talk about health insurance, when one person within a group is keeps pulling money out, premiums go up for everyone because they need to refill that pool. So that's how in general how insurance works. So excuse the digression. And I'll continue. <laughs> when political leaders like United States Congresswoman uh, Representative Maxine Waters encourage people 
to harass and crowd and set it and create a crowd around the President Trump's cabinet, one must question their moral principles. It is convenient, like Pope Urban II, when the justification is against an opposing foe and they can reap the benefits without the risk that the mob will have for harassing a fellow citizen like Representative Maxine Waters' moral principles. So should her principles supersede those that work closely with the president? That's a genuine question. Societies as a whole must make a decision on how laws are made. More importantly, how they are enforced. The creation of the United States was originally created with the moral principles that was um, heavily influenced by Judeo-Christian views of accepting all backgrounds and individualism. And although slavery wasn't abolished until 100 years after its inception, nevertheless, they were still freed and many of them made prosperous lives. When... When moral principles violate other American rights, it is within the laws that allows its citizens to speak out against it. America is run by humans, and so is every other country, obviously, hopefully. (laughs) And humans are flawed. And that alone raises questions on moral policing as a whole. It is in in our history And yet we find new ways to repeat the same mistakes. Many people agree on the errors of moral traditions of human sacrifice, forced religion conversions, and massacres based on moral differences that it's all wrong, but are willing to look away when the moral principles are superior because they feel justified. In essence, they become the oppressors. The truth holds the same when a crowd of people force pedestrians and onlookers to to hand signal allegiances or be doomed with harassment, violence, and judgment. Their moral superiority becomes no different than the Spanish missionaries in the Mayan Empire. We need to be careful on how we try to influence others to see our moral views and we need to show restraint when other people have different point of views and different moral values we need to make sure as a society whether you're in America or anywhere in the world that You do what is ethically sound. And sometimes it it can be against your moral values. And that's the question that you need to ask yourself is whether the ethics is a positive force for your fellow human. And it's like what I said in the previous episode. If it's something that's going to encourage and help people that you will never get to meet again, perfect strangers, and you can look at yourself in the mirror, smile, and not have to 
post it, tweet it, or whatever in social media, not tell a soul, but you do what's right, if that behavior can spread, then we will have a much more positive and better future on this planet. Thanks for listening to Thinking to Think with Mr. A. If you like our show and want to know more, check out my website in the description or please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whichever platform you heard this episode. Please do not forget to share and spread the word. Join us next week where we will continue the fight to build a critical thinking society. Thank you and have a beautiful week.